Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5, episode 35 I think of Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I am joined as ever by my co-host Nikki. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay, I've got a bad infected tooth but I'm here and I'm gonna try. So You're powering through, that's good. Firstly, I think um, the first thing we want to just do before we get into the fun and stuff of the episode is just say we took a break... uh, last week as this came yeah. out um just because of everything that was going on uh in the world and especially america for black lives matter movement we wanted to just take a break to make sure that um important voices were being heard we didn't want to kind of cloud up what was going on um with stuff about the podcast we just mostly wanted to amplify important messages um from these from the movement basically uh yeah. So we just kind of spent that t- extra time hopefully posting some useful links um, that we kind of found useful because I think both me and Nikki have uh, quite open of saying we want to spend more time educating ourselves on this. I don't think we'd say we're experts. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's important to take that time to educate yourself so that, you know, if, if anyone ever sort of brings up the topic that you are educated in yourself, you're able to sort of suggest ways to support and just be just generally like a better ally to the movement, really. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, this whole movement is definitely not about us um, no. as like as people, especially, and our race. So we wanted to make sure that um, we weren't getting in that way. Uh, of course. Making sure that people know that it's uh, it's not good to be racist. It's bad. No, Please don't be racist. Not. Don't do it. Yeah. Just stop. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, just kind of, we just wanted to address that and just make sure, mm-hmm. you know, people know that racism is bad yeah from us i think i think yeah i think it's good to take that time to reflect and learn like i feel like i've learned quite a lot and i feel like going forward it's been helpful and i think you were right about saying about applying important voices our voices were not needed at that point you know it was good for us to sort of put our resources out there but but yeah i think i think we have learned quite a lot which is good yeah definitely um, so our topic this week is kind of, uh, again, on this, not on the this message, but um, as a part of that. But before we get into that, do we have any Nikki's news? Of course we do. about to come in early then <laughs> you just cut me off i would uh, i would like us one day to do a video podcast again where i have you uh set up like a whole newsroom just for this section oh that would be amazing i'd get a mustache i'd have a toupee even though i don't need a toupee i'd have a toupee on anyway <laughs> shuffling would be, papers it would be glorious um yes yeah, so we've got some news this week we've got a new review as i said we, i'll always read these out um, so our review this week came from Out of the Sandbox podcast. The review was by Maru. Um, basically, I'll read the review now for you. She said, great podcast. Steph and Nikki are fun and their conversations are so engaging. It's so refreshing listening to girls discuss video games in depth. Keep up the good job. I'll be sure to keep on listening. So yeah. throw that back on you. They're also a great podcast. Two yeah. ladies talk about video games. So listen to them as well. Out of the Sandbox. So next piece of news, I'm going to plug myself unshamelessly. Do it. Because I've got a new podcast. 
and it's not with Steph, but Steph will probably be on it at points. It's um it's with our friend Leah. You all know Leah from Gossip Corner from our Stardew Valley special. Beautiful She's got a great voice, podcast Leon. voice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's known by her good voice. Uh, we've, we've done a podcast called Not For Girls. So it is actually um, is intended for everybody and for girls. It's just our little way of kind of saying that, you know, we've grown up in a world where we've been told things are not for girls, like video games. And it's just a little like an ironic name. But it's a podcast for everyone. We talk about lifestyle stuff life experiences, all kinds of topics. Our first topic is on solitude and isolation, which is very relative to today. So go check it out, Spotify, iTunes, all those other places. And yeah, that's my shameless plug over. Nice. I can confirm it is very good. I listened to the first episode yesterday when it came out during my times at work and it was good. I liked it. Well, there you go. That's a stunning review right there. Yeah. Five stars. So I guess we can go into the topic of today's episode, which we thought would be a nice idea because the world has been a horrendous place and I think we all need something to soothe our souls. Yes. Um, so we are doing top five soothing video games. Yes, this topic I think came about of exactly how Nikki said and I think, um, I was talking to Nikki about this earlier, but I think the words, I listened to Jonathan Van Ness uh talk about uh queer eye this week um and he kind of said that obviously um these are like nice kind of warming shows but the nice thing about them is that they are designed for you not to forget about what's going on in the world but when you have been out there uh you do also need to come home take care of yourself a little bit refresh yourself recharge so that you can go back out there and fight the system basically yeah uh, all nice and refreshed. So we've picked um, our top five soothing games that we think will help you do that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this because I feel like I need it. Um, yeah, I doing... think we all need it. <laughs> doing the list, I was like, man, I want to play all of these games right now. Yeah. Get them right. into my soul. Let's, let's do this thing. What are you buying? How about a game of Lucky Hit? I can't remember whose turn it is to go first this week. I don't know. I've lost track. It's fine. Um, Before we just suddenly try and decide whose go it is, um, we'll introduce Beetle. If you have never listened to the podcast before, me and Nikki pick our top fives, but we don't tell each other what those top fives are going to be beforehand. So sometimes there may be crossovers. Yes, there is a crossover. You will hear this gentleman. Oh, I think there's going to be a lot of crossovers when I was at least three, I think. <laughs> well, I... no, not, not three crossovers, but at least maybe three. I don't think we're going to have any crossovers. What? What, think... what is soothing your soul? I think weird. <laughs> weird? No, right. I think games... Uh... Oh, you know what? I'm just going to tell you about them. I just don't think we are. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> um, do you want to go uh... first? Not really. All right, I'll go first then. Okay. That decides it. My number five uh, for top five soothing games is a game called Florence. Nice. Florence, I can't remember if I have spoken about before on this podcast. You have. Um, I have. Can't remember when. Maybe it was a game for beginners. So I was trying to find out like what episode it was, and I think I mentioned it 
uh, in that episode, but I don't think I fully went into it because um, I was looking through my notes desperately to try to work out whether I'd spoken about any of these games before. Um, I won't talk about it loads. It came out uh, 2018 and was initially just on mobile because that's how I played it. But it is now, I think, on PC and Switch. It was developed by a company called Mountains, a very small indie developer, um, and published by Anna Purna Interactive. They do all the good indie games. Um, it is a interactive story. Uh, so it's very slow paced, but it's a very short game. It's only about 40, 45 minutes you can do it in. So it doesn't take up a lot of time, but it's a very nice, easygoing story. It's basically the story of a 25 year old girl called uh, Florence Yeo. Uh, and you kind of go through her daily life. And then she meets a cellist called Kirsch. Oh, Krish? I'm not sure. Um, and you kind of see uh, them have a bit of a romance. Um, and it's just a very much like a little slice of life kind of feeling experience. Um, there's not a lot of dialogue on it, so it's quite calming. A lot of it's just done through music. The way that you progress through the story is just doing various little kind of puzzles. Um, but I think the thing I like about them is that they can be surprisingly poignant little puzzles. Um, I can't really give a very good example um, without giving away uh, too much about what happens during the story. Um, but like little things like um, when you go uh, on your first kind of meeting with Kirsch, you're kind of uh, doing stuff where you're like piecing together speech bubbles as if you're kind of um, almost like you're trying to figure out what the right thing to say is like how you would normally think about like when you first meet someone you kind of thinking a bit more about the way that you talk to them or what you say that's what... how i like live my life it's like trying <laughs> to figure out like even just doing this podcast trying to put the words together i can basically see them in speech bubbles as well because it's difficult yeah and you say something and you watch it drift off yeah and you're like oh come back <laughs> um, or I am all the time anyway uh, but yeah so there are surprisingly poignant little moments in it um, for a game that is essentially most of the time on your phone um, the art's very pretty as well it's nice it's got it looks very much like a comic book um, which kind of amplifies that kind of interactive story thing but it's a very soothing little kind of experience and if you don't have a lot of time it's a it's a nice way to get like kind of quite a lot out of a very small thing mm. I'm going to have a look on my Switch for this because actually earlier before we recorded this, I was looking for lots of soothing games that I knew were soothing that I wanted to play that I could potentially put in the list because, as I said, I feel like I need it at the moment. I spend the week in bed um, trying to get over this teeth infection and I completely forgot about that. But I'm going to have a look on Switch if that's where it is because I imagine it would be too expensive at this point. And uh, I realise that this is actually going to be a really good list for people who also need these kind of games to to unwind. So this is this is good. I'm enjoying this already. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Um, I don't really have many facts about this game. Um, the only ones I really have are um, that the studio Mountains, who made the game, their game designer, their lead is uh, Ken Wong, who also directed Monument Valley. Oh, yes. That's a very nice little game. Yes. So it kind of they kind of feel similar, apparently, when you play them in the sense of like how they tell stories and stuff like that. Um, and that the uh, team, when making Florence, were especially inspired by film. And uh, specifically uh, things like 500 Days of Summer, mm, uh, Eternal movie. Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, a and great movie. Titanic, weirdly. 
I don't get the Titanic reference. I get 500 Days of Summer, I think. <laughs> uh, but not Aww. so much Titanic. There's no boats yeah. as far as I know. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, short and sweet. That's my number five. Cool. All right. My number five is a game that I don't know if other people would put in a soothing list, but I'm putting it in there because I've been playing it this week and I like it. And it's called Nights in the Woods. Oh. Have you played this? No, I've always wanted to play Night in the Woods. I've never yeah. managed to get it. So it's a single player adventure game. It was developed by Infinite Fall and published by Finji. It's story based. It's like an exploration game in which you control a young woman called May. Um, I want to obviously explain that she is a cat, which, you know, is great for me. She's a black cat as well, which I I love black cats. I had one not long ago. Um, So that at first I was like, this is just lovely. Um, She is kind of like a teenager. She's just returned home. I think from like university or something um, to Possum Springs where she lives. So everyone is like um, animals or zoomorphic humans, I think they call them. So they're all like dogs, owls, rats, lots of lots of little animals, which is cool. And the, the art design is amazing. It's really, really cool. I can't really describe it, but it's very like, it's kind of 2D, yeah. but it's just, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's it really, really cool. papery almost. Yes. Because like, it's it, 2D. It is, yeah. And the music is really relaxing. Um, Basically, she's now living in her parents' attic. Yeah. Oh, she dropped out of college. Sorry. That's what happened. Um, And she's sort of come back to her town and she's realised that, like, what's changed, what hasn't changed. Kind of that feeling that you have when you go back to your hometown after, like, going to uni or moving Mm. away and then coming back and you're sort of trying to, like, adapt into your world again after not being there and, like, seeing old old faces that maybe you don't necessarily want to see finding out you know what's gone on um there is kind of a spooky element i think i haven't got there yet to be honest i'm still playing it it's a game that i bought in like december january time when i got my switch and i've sort of just been playing it every now and again fell off of it for a bit and now i'm back on it again mm. um but it's one that i can go to that i know when i just want a bit of a chill out game before bed that's tends to be when i play it nice. just to kind of like cut off because the music's lovely you just there's a lot of talking you do a lot of talking mm. with your family with your friends it's kind of structured so that you kind of hang out with your friends every night, just hang around the town, go to the malls. Obviously, there's an underlying thing that kind of happens that I'm not there yet. But I, like I said, I, I had to avoid spoilers when I was looking into this because I was like, I don't want to know. I was like, I'll get there at some yeah. point. But it's just really lovely. It's kind of just got this wonderful vibe. There's also great humour to it, very dark humour. There is a point, actually, a lady that I met today who was an old, old rat lady um you were going to fix like her boiler and then she starts talking to you about how she kept her dead husband in the house um and then got annoyed when they tried to take him away because she assumed it was because he now can't pay taxes so and but it's like this kind of funny (laughs) weird dark humor in this lovely calm serene game it's it's very odd but it's weirdly reassuring i can't imagine it but i I, i've heard very similar things from other people about it that it's just not a good of humor but also way of dealing with topics yes it's it's just something kind of bizarre about it kind of like um you know you get those movies that are very like dark comedy but almost very light-hearted and lovable at the same time that's kind of the only way i can describe it yeah um it's got two of my favorite characters in it which are greg and angus who are um, a gay couple i love them they're amazing <laughs> um there's also a transgender character as well called jackie i don't think i've met jackie yet but i don't think jackie likes you but jackie just sounds amazing 
Um, I don't really have that many facts, to be honest. Those are sort of some of my facts. But, um, oh, another one is, is May is actually pansexual as well, which is quite cool. Um, so you learn a lot about May and kind of... So it's, it's quite... I like how the game's very, like, open. It's, you know, it's got all these different kind of people from different kind of backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and the only other fact I've got is it was funded via the crowdfunding platform Kickstarter, where it eventually um, earned over 400% of its... 50,000 funding goal. Oh, so. that's very cool. But that's it, really. It's just yeah. it's just a nice game. Nice sort of comedic, break from reality, lovely game. Yeah. I, like I said, I keep meaning to play it. I've heard lots of good things. I've just not got around to it. Um, I have a random fact, um, which isn't really a fact, but it is currently in the bundle that itch.io is uh running for uh, racial justice and equality um oh, cool. and if you buy i think it's like five pounds minimum to buy oh. it and you get i think almost up to a thousand games and one of the games oh, is night in awesome. the woods and i keep meaning to buy this bundle um i think you can put in as much money as you want but i think the minimum is five pounds yeah. but it um has yeah night in the woods in it and I well, there you go. it looks good i think what they've raised for? three million on that wow. bundle that's really good it's insane cool so that's my number five nice oh it's a good one um again two pretty um i feel like this is going to bring a lot of nice looking things yes list. and sounding i think mm, definitely some good sounds um so my uh next game is a game that i picked up very recently and um i think like you were saying with night the woods i'm uh not very far into this game but it's mm -hmm. definitely giving me nice calming vibes so this game is called east shade um, okay. It came out early last year, 2019, um, and it's published by the company East Shade Studios. I think East Shade is literally the first game they've ever made, um, but it's really nice. So what East Shade is, is it's a first person exploration game in which you play as a traveling painter. Um, the whole time of the game is basically just spent wandering around the, the island of East Shade, um, creating paintings. So. Uh, the game does all the heavy lifting on painting for you. You pretty much like it's a bit like The Sims. I think used to have a painting system where it's like you basically take a snapshot and then the game kind of like renders it into a picture for you. Um, but the nice thing about the game, as boring as that part sounds, is that you spend a lot of time talking with a lot of the inhabitants of East Shade, who are all like anthropomorphic. They're like animal people. I think animal yes. is the right word. Um, Love that. Same as Night in the Woods. Yes, Love exactly. Of so there are a bunch of animal people uh, that you just sit and have conversations with and they're all very lovely and you can trade paintings with them um, and like you get more secrets and like knowledge and stuff about the town and everybody has their own little stories going on. Like some of them are more serious than others. Um, it's basically boils down to kind of feeling like you're doing a lot of fetch quests but because the world is so beautiful and it's very calming and everything in it feels weirdly inviting that you just actually are okay with spending a lot of time just kind of wandering around trying to find cool looking scenes like the way they've set up the world is just very um lots of vistas around like and if you wander around and try and find like little hidden bits you can find like really cool stuff there's like a hot air balloon that you can find which is really cool to discover um this looks like the most calming game ever i'm just yeah. looking at screenshots it looks lovely <laughs> it is it's a really lovely game and it's for something that sounds 
kind of boring. They've managed to add a lot of like nice bits into it. Like I said, just talking to the people is very um, nice. Like there's lots of uh, interesting character and interesting story that they've managed to add in by just making you talk to the locals. Um, it's someone described it I saw as Skyrim meets Bob Ross. I think that's a very good. <laughs> apt I don't know how I feel about those owls though. No, the owls are a bit weird. There's also some monkey people and they're a bit terrifying. Yeah. The bear like the people. bears. Yeah, the bears are cute. <laughs> the bears are cute. Everyone else, some of the people aren't so cute. I think there's a deer woman as well that I found who's a bit weird looking um, in terms of things. But uh, the general scenery is very well done. Um, <laughs> just, just watch out for those owl people. <laughs> don't go near them. General scenery is good, but... Watch out for the owl people. people. Nikki's review. <laughs> it looks it looks really good. It really does. Yeah, there's not really much else to talk about, really. Um, you can do a bit of crafting. It's got some crafting in there, but it's very simple. You mostly end up making more easels for yourself and other various things. There is like an overarching story that you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be painting four pictures for your big dead mother. Um, it's like a monument to her. But you can get caught up in talking to other people and doing other stuff. Um, mm. And that's kind of it. Like I said, I'm halfway... No, I don't even know if I'm halfway through it. I'm just kind of wandering around um, in the time. So I I don't think I've discovered all the fun stories yet. I've heard some about different things. Like I think there might be like a murder that you discover and things like this. Oh gosh, paintings. okay. So I think there was some it was darker... The this... Yes, definitely the owls. <laughs> I think there's some darker stuff going on. These bloody hooty bastards murdering people. <laughs> Never trusted them. No. I, I was right. Owls have got weirdly long legs. That's why you don't trust them. Lift up an owl. Yeah. If you Google long legs owl, you'll be awakened. Well, owls are just incredibly aggressive anyway. So just, I mean, I do like owls. I think they're very cool. But it's just the owls in this game. Just, just to give me the heebie-jeebies. I think that's fair. I mean, owls eat things whole and then like puke up bones. I don't know any of that creatures that do that. That's creepy. I've also actually travelled on a dark path on Google, it seems, by typing in um, like the characters and finding out there's some weird mods um, that make weird sexy cat ladies. Oh. With big breasts. Oh. So, yeah. So, um, it's relaxing in many ways, it seems. Yeah. I mean, if you need to ease some tension in your own special way, then uh, <laughs> maybe you'll make your own kind of painting. <laughs> Sorry, I've dirtied your pick. <laughs> it was such a lovely paying game. I don't know how we've gotten here. <laughs> we were trying to do what's so well with our soothing attitudes. And... <laughs> nope. Back to we've Bob Ross. Bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just think of calming Bob Ross. Um, I don't really have any facts about this game. Oh, no, I do. I found a fact. Um, there is a fact. You can steal candles in this game from people's houses. You have literally no reason of doing it. You can't sell them. You can't use them in crafting. But you're allowed to steal them. Uh, and oh. I think you get an achievement if you steal all the candles in the village. So <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be that kind of asshole. Amazing. In this lovely world. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out if you've never heard of it. It's um, just a random thing I think I found. Well, Is it just on PC? I think so. Like I said, it only came out early last year. Um, so I think they're still kind of working on anything new or porting it. Cool. Yep, that's it. All right, so on to my number four. My number four is quite an old game now, and that is Journey. 
Oh, nice. Did you ever play Journey? I did. Um, I I won't talk about right this second, but I was quite late to Journey. Mm. That affected how I feel about that game. Right. Okay. Well, see, this is my thing. Is I played Journey a long time ago, yeah. and I actually haven't really played it since. So my memory is a bit skewed. But I do remember it being a relaxing game. And I know a lot of the people say it's, you know, they see it as a very soothing and relaxing game. And so just yeah. on my memories, I thought, you know what, this is going in my list. But Oh, yeah, it's definitely soothing. Yeah. So Journey is an indie adventure game co-developed by that game company and Santa Monica Studio and was published in 2012. So it was very much around the beginning yeah. of the PlayStation 3 era. Yeah, it was like a launch title almost, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it was... Uh, it came after Flower? No, or was it before Flower? Oh, I don't know. I, I know it came after, after Flow. Flow. Right? Yeah, I think it came after Flow and Flower. Is it Flow? Yeah. I'm doing terrible at this top five already. Um, <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, it's Flow and Flower, and then I think it was Journey. Yeah. But in Journey, you control a robed figure in a vast desert travelling towards a mountain in the distance. Um, the weird thing about this is other players can join you, sort of. Well, they can be discovered, because they're not really, like, you haven't picked to be there. They can just be there i don't think i ever really had anyone on mine Mm. um this was quite like this was the early days when i played it but you can i don't know if if you can sort of get someone in your game either i never i don't think i had any friends that were playing with me at that point um so you kind of meet assist each other but you can't communicate via speech or text and you can't see those names until after the game's credits the only form of communication is a musical chime which transforms dull pieces of cloth found throughout the levels into vibrant red, affecting the game world and allowing the player to progress with the levels. Um, I had quite a nice experience with Journey. I really enjoyed it. I found it to be a really calming, nice and interesting experience. I'm not going to say too much about it because I feel like it's a very like individual experience. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to sort of start going on about what happens and everything like that. But it's just, it's just a good game. And the developers did something quite nice as well, which is they sought to evoke like a sense of smallness and wonder in the player so that you kind of formed this emotional connection between um, you and the players that you meet along the way. I really can't remember if I saw anyone. That's not something that's sticking out in my mind. But the one amazing thing about this game that I loved um, was the music, which was composed by Austin Wintory, um, which dynamically responds to the player's actions, building a single theme to represent the game's emotional arc throughout the story. It was really nice. Um, Probably one of the best soundtracks video game tactics of all time i think a lot of people would agree with that but it just everything that sort of came together just made this really like wonderful um very soothing game mm. yeah i do i did really like it i agree it's a very nice um soothing experience of a game for sure i think my one thing with it i think i ruined it for myself um it's not a flaw on the game i think um it was one of those things where i didn't play this game until i think like last year or the mm. year before it was very late into it into its existence and i think because so many games have kind of been built from what journey started and yes. i played so many of those experiences that very kind true. of going back it felt a bit like um i guess dated in a way i think it yeah i think it would to be honest it may not have aged well um i haven't played it since it sort of struck a chord in my mind and my memory, but I can see why it wouldn't age well. Because you're right, as you said, a lot of games have been built off of that and, and ran with that and kind of evolved to sort of perfect that almost. Yeah. So going back to the bare bones, yes, it's important and yes, it's the original, but it may just be that for someone coming into it new, it may just not have aged that well. 
Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's like not a. It's not that it hasn't aged well. I think it's just you go. Okay, I see where where this started, and I. Yeah. But I prefer maybe some of the things that have come from this. But I very yeah, much appreciate that this is where they kind of almost yeah. died. That's fair. Um, it did win several Game of the Year awards and received several other awards and nominations, including a Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media nomination for the 2013 Grammy Awards, which apparently was the first video game soundtrack to be nominated for that category, which That's is very cool. Oster cool. Wintory is a very talented person. Um, the other like facts I've got is that the game's desert setting is largely based on the Middle East, which makes sense. Uh, it incorporates mm-hmm. Arabic culture art and architecture um genova chen and art director matt nava did not want a setting to be too western or eastern so they felt like the middle east was like an ideal kind of middle ground um they also incorporate chinese and tibetan cultural influences drawing from chen's childhood in china which i thought was really cool mm. and the only other fact that i've got is that in the desert area there is a flower going out of the sand and it is an easter egg referencing the developer's earlier release flower Yes. Oh, there we go. Flower no, was flower an early was... release. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I do remember. And I think I got... A... I thought Flower was very beautiful and somewhat relaxing, but I think I got a bit bored of Flower, whereas I felt like there was more direction in Journey. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like it, it sits rightly kind of in this list in the way that, yeah, it is more of an old pick, but it is, like, a crucial pick nonetheless for soothingness. Definitely. Um, just to go back a little bit when you're talking about Flower, um, Flower always stands out in my mind because Flower was a game that I watched Max from Got to Five play, and I've never seen someone get so angry so quickly at what's supposed to be <laughs> such not, a nice... That's not a soothing response. Soothing game, right? It's supposed to be a soothing response, but he couldn't work out the whole... Cause uh, so Flower is a game where you basically tilt the controller. It was kind of playing with all the controlling, like yeah. moving the controller. Um, and like depending on which way you tilted it, depending on what you did, and like the sweeping and stuff like that with all the new motion stuff on the controller. And he just couldn't do it. And I just slowly watched him descend into like more and more frustration about this like <laughs> thing. And then our other friend like came in and was just like, "What are you doing? You do this." And just did the whole thing in like two seconds in front of us. And it was just really funny. I don't think Max would ever forget that. He doesn't. Literally, if you mention a flower to him, he'll just be like, that fucking game. He'll just it. disappear in a rage. Yeah, you'll just see it cloud his eyes. <laughs> I hope no one ever buys him flowers. <laughs> just, just start smashing them. <laughs> Mark me, will you? Uh, yes, that's Journey. Nice. That's a good number four. Yes, what's your number three? My number three... I feel like there's a theme going on in my list. My number three is A Short Hike, which is a small indie game in which uh, you do some hiking, surprisingly. So Uh, I... I, This came up when I was sort of like looking for other kind of similar games and uh, I didn't look anything into it, but I recognise the name. So I'm intrigued to find out what this game is about. Right. So this game, uh, again, I think it was released last year in 2009 by a guy called... um, Well, his handle is... Last year in 2009? Oh, 2019. What year are we in? <laughs> I've gone back to a better year. I know it's been a tough year, but... <laughs> 2010, take me back. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just got Life confused. was simple. Um, uh, 2019, that was last year. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> 2020 has not been what I thought it would. No. Uh, Adam uh, Grew, G-R-Y-U, um, I can't pronounce it. Close um, enough. Yeah, it's like one word as well. 
Um, and it was released mostly on PC and Mac, but I think it is now expanding onto different things. Uh, I think it was originally released on itch.io or itch.io, that kind of one. Basically, it's kind of like a platformer adventure game. You play as a little uh, bird person, an anthropomorphic bird, who's kind of cute. It's a little it's like bit... A penguin? Yeah, she's kind of like a crow, but she's got a very narrow little face. Um, so she's, don't okay. worry, she's not a penguin. Um, she's staying... <laughs> she's staying with her aunt, who works as a park ranger in this park, and that's where you're currently staying. You, the idea of the story is like you need cell reception for a really important call um, and you can't get it anywhere around here and your aunt tells you basically the only place to get reception is to the top of the mountain and that you should go get some fresh air. So off you go and it's basically your little journey to get to the top of the mountain. Um, around the kind of base of the mountain and all the way up there you meet like various other people in the park doing stuff. And then you get to kind of take part in that. You can do some fishing, some like running, and then you can do a lot of platforming, like jumping around, collecting stuff. Um, it's very much like a little exploration-y kind of thing um, on quite a small map. But you unlock like certain, certain kind of abilities. So you get like a double jump that you kind of get uh, and kind of a half glidey type thing because you are a bird. So um, you basically walk around meeting people and kind of getting to know everybody in the park and surrounding times and you kind of start off as what feels like a little bit of a moody teenager being told to like go outside and do something and then you kind of see uh the claire claire the character just kind of get more and more into helping people that she finds along the way or taking part in stuff um and it's just kind of like a nice uh i guess soothing and like, I don't know the word to describe it, but it's quite a basic story, but it's quite a nice basic story, if that makes sense. I mean, this looks like the most adorable game ever. It's and very I've cute. already searched to see if it's on Switch, but it's not. It's um, not. But I hope that it comes on Switch, because someone has described it as like a cross between Animal Crossing and Breath of the Wild, so... Yes, that's a perfect description of it. That's much better than I have done during that entire... <laughs> You're welcome. Um, thanks. It's <laughs> the art in it is really interesting as well, as you can probably see when you're looking at it, Nikki. It's kind of like pixelated mm. 3D. It's like a, if you pixelated a PlayStation 1 game. It's very like low poly, big pixels, but somehow it makes it very beautiful. It's very pretty in a weird kind of way. And the way that it moves while you're watching, like where you're playing stuff like the water and stuff, it just kind of looks cool. Um, Overall, I think the best way to describe it is it's a very satisfying game. The way that it handles all the mechanics and stuff that you can do, like the fishing and the climbing, is just very well done. I think, like you said, Breath of the Wild is a very good description of it because that, again, feels very satisfying to do stuff in it. And so does this. Um, without kind of giving away, that's kind of it. You just have to get to the top of the mountain. Um, and there's just, you know, the story that unfolds around that. But it's just a very nice game again i don't think it's very long it didn't take me very long to complete it i think i took a few lunch times uh so about two three hours in total and that was because i was trying to run around get getting all the stuff and doing all the things so i like it yeah that's cool something. and i will contemplate trying to use my pc more because i do have a pc that works properly now and i can play stuff but... yeah so far I've only got The Sims, but I really should because I'm missing out because there's a lot of cute, soothing PC games out there by the looks of it. Definitely. that This is the kind of game that would 
go well on a laptop as well because it's very kind of basic you don't need a lot to run it um even if you like had a like you know a less good pc i think it would still go well um yeah it's kind of nice yeah uh, right. i don't really have facts i think the only fact i kind of managed to dig out was that if you go on to uh itch.io um and find him the guy who made it and the company that made it you can kind of see uh you can play some of his older games for free because that's what you do on itch.io it's quite nice um and a lot of them have very cool little mechanics and see like his new upcoming ones as well so it's worth checking out because he does lots of cool stuff also a lot of people are debating whether claire is a penguin i thought she was like a crow and she glides so she must be a bird that can fly maybe not that it's stopping me from getting the game i do like penguins i just have a bit of a thing with penguins you're wary of penguins I i'm think, wary yeah you're you're suspicious of a penguin yeah i don't know if we've ever spoken about it but it, it comes from feathers mcgraw from wallace and gromit suspicious and i very think suspicious penguin. yeah i think if that's what you're basing it off penguins are suspicious characters yeah but claire looks cute um quite intense eyes but massive eyes, some, yeah. somewhat cute um yeah short hike looks like a good game it is it's a nice it's a nice short little game cool that's my number three okay so my number three uh this is when we start to get into territory that we may have already been in before uh which i didn't want to do but i was like well i can't not have it in there so my number three is stardew valley nice which we have spoken about in a whole other episode on our Stardew Valley special. Part if you not listen parts. to, just go listen to that. Um, and listen to me now too, because I've still got some things to say. But I'm not going to say too much about, obviously, the game. It's about a farming game. You go to a farm. Your grandpa is not alive, but he wants you to go it's look dead. after the farm. You meet people. You do some farm. You get some animals. That's it. That's my review. My synopsis. I think it's pretty good yeah it's good so it's relaxing because it's similar to those other farming games because farming is relaxing apparently i don't think in my opinion farming is not relaxing in real life i've done it and i you know it's fine but yeah there's a lot more poop that you gotta deal with mm-hmm. yeah don't deal with much poop in in games but um no, no. yeah there, there's something very relaxing about living your whole separate life in a game and i think that's why something like stardew valley makes me feel relaxed because i can kind of escape make some turnips well grow some turnips i don't make them uh, <laughs> turnip, turnip valley again this is what happens when i don't i didn't write anything for this i was like i can talk about stardew valley <laughs> you just knew that your knowledge would take you through well apparently it's gone terribly so it's what happens when i don't have some sort of script in front of me or at least notes um but yeah as i said don't don't need to talk too much about it it's i think a lot of people that have played stardew valley understand why it's soothing if you're into farming and those kind of games, I would highly recommend Stardew Valley at this time. Um, it was made by Eric Barone, very talented guy, uh, made all by himself pretty much. It was published by Chucklefish, I think, originally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they have any connection now, but yeah, it's a great game. What I decided to do was just come with some facts that we've not heard before. Oh, nice. This is a good way. This is a good approach. Yeah. Some pointless facts. Our favourite. <laughs> Apparently, the character of Alex was originally named Josh. And <laughs> I told you it was pointless. 
realise the definition of a pointless fact. I love it. Yep. Um, but the reason for the name change is unknown. But his house is still referred to as Josh House in the game's files. But it, to me, he does look like a Josh. I can see him being a Josh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently in the game, um, originally, it had a slightly different introduction. I don't know if this was ever published or anyone ever saw this, but mm. apparently you were riding on a bus um, and you could be controlled while on the bus as you were like coming into town and there were several non-playable characters on the bus that you could talk to. I assume that Pam was driving the bus. I assume she was drunk. Yep, always. Pam style. Um, my last fact is that apparently Eric Brown, Concerned Ape, put out a couple of Twitter polls to decide... Um, who to make as an eligible marriage candidate. But I don't think that we were playing at this point because apparently Shane and Emily were not always eligible. Oh. So he put out a tip. I was like, hey guys, who do you want to romance? Do you want Linus? Oh my God, Linus was an option. Uh, Linus, Clint, the wizard, Marnie, Pam and Sandy. And can I just say, I wish that that Sandy was an option because Sandy is a, she's... Sandy's a sexy lady. She's a hot mama. <laughs> <laughs> I also kind of wish that you could romance the wizard. Uh, because then he'd be even more of a Lothario around town. Given yeah, that you know oh, there'd be more purple-haired him. babies walking around. Yeah, and I feel like they'd be slightly magical as well. So can you imagine having yeah, magic babies? Yeah, more magic. I also kind of wish that you could marry Linus. Yeah, I just want Linus to come and live with me. He won't, though. He won't. against his character. Too proud. Anyway, we should not talk (laughs) more about Sally Valley than we already have. Um, So that's my recommendation. If you haven't played it, go either listen to our other episode or just play it. Yeah, just get into it. Yeah. That's That's good. That was one of my honourable mentions, actually, um, because, like you said, it's just, it's a calming, it's a calming force. I still like to play it at lunchtime sometimes when I'm working because it's just it's a nice little escape yeah nice cool what's your number two we my are... number two we are flying through this today um my number two is Loco Roco which right okay <laughs> I feel like you weren't prepared for Loco Roco right I was okay. not it's it's Fine. um I I love Loco Roco I do, but I didn't. It didn't pop in my head as calming. I think because there's a lot of screaming involved. <laughs> there is a lot of yelling involved in Lego. You're right. <laughs> I weirdly find it quite soothing. I don't think I find it okay. So I guess maybe soothing probably isn't the right word for this, but it's definitely something that makes me very happy when I play it. I think yeah. that puts me in a state of calm, um, the little book of calm, certain kind of state. Um, so Lego, if you don't know about it uh was originally released in 2006 i do mean 2006 this time um (laughs) not 2016 on the psp of all things um and then uh eventually now it's still available on the playstation 4 uh in a remastered version which is the one i currently own um it is a platform game at its sense but it's got kind of a weird twist to it so what you end up doing is you control well you don't control but you have these round blob jelly like cute creatures uh that are the loco roco and the idea is that you roll them around uh the place and collect things and eat things and then you make your loco roco bigger so they eat like a little fruit and they get bigger um and you can make them like massive and they're just really squidgy um, the weird thing about this game is that you use the controller bumpers 
So like R1 and L1 if you hold a controller to um, tilt the world and that's how you get them to like roll around uh, and you can like make them jump a little bit by like holding them but mostly you're just rolling around giant jelly blob things am i describing this well yeah i think you've nailed it um don't forget the fact that they sing they do sing they make a lot of noise which is what nikki's referring to as in the screaming um one especially noise is um you can when you make them really big you can then break them up into like little individual pieces so depending on how many fruit you've eaten depends how many pieces you can break into um um but they do this by yelling like yo um constantly and they just scream it at you and it's a weird but it's a very cute little voice i think Nikki yeah and i i enjoy <laughs> i enjoy the singing like cause obviously they they each have their own tune, right? Like, it's one yeah. thing I remember, because I remember I had it on the PSP back in the day. Um, must have been what, when I must have been, what, 16? I remember I was playing it in sixth form, and we were in, like, yes. the sixth form communal room. And it was a lot easier on handheld. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being so confused by this game that I was playing, but, like, loving it. Um, I think the only reason I have a bad experience now is because I visited yours not long ago where you had the remastered on the PlayStation, and I couldn't quite get to grips with the with the controls. Yeah. Um, with the fact that, like, obviously you can't move the TV because that would end in destruction. Um, <laughs> and so I think, like, we got them stuck in a corner and because we couldn't move them, like, no one could figure out what to do. Like, we just ended up just having these little things just screaming at us for, like, five minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so that's probably my last memory of, like, a record. But generally, I do I do think it's adorable and I can understand why it is soothing. I agree with you. It was better on handheld because it feels, like you said, it just makes more sense because, like you said, you were using the controllers to do the bumpers and you'd almost like turn your hand and it would feel like it would make sense because you were turning your hand and watching this little person roll. Uh, and it looked like you were kind of like tilting the screen yourself and making him roll. Whereas, yeah, on the TV, it doesn't quite like line up quite as well. But I still, still enjoy it. It's the only, I don't have a PSP. Um, so this is the way that I have to enjoy it now. Um, but it's it's a weird thing like you said they make all sorts of noises they all sing their own song they get stuck in my head all the time Um, I especially like the noise that the baddies make there's a thing called the moja and they they say that word all the time they're like moja 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 (laughs) that's a great impression (laughs) I just really like that you can hear them coming and you're just like oh no not the moja um you know, like these little fluffy, floaty things that look like floaty balls of hair. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and they just say, moja, moja, at you. And I really like it. Um, so I found out there is actually like a plot of this game. And I don't, I feel like I've been playing it and not realizing that there's some, supposed to be some sort of story to this. Um, apparently the general story plot of this game is that you live on a peaceful faraway planet which is where the loco roku live with the Mew Mew, which are like the little people that you rescue and you're looking after the plant and the planets and stuff like that and then you're invaded by the moja tribe the little weird moja moja people um and basically the loco rocos don't know how to fight back so you take control of the planet and that's why you tilt the world um that's that kind of like tying in why you tilt the world and you roll the loco rocos around because you're the planet helping them. Um, however, recently I found out that there's a leader of the enemy tribe who's like in your base the whole time. And there's always been this weird gherkin looking person in my uh, like base. And I've never known what he is. And I found out today he's like the leader of the enemy tribe. His oh. name is Bon Mucho and he looks like the most terrifying gherkin you've ever seen. Like, you I like gherkins. I eat them. 
Yeah, well, that's true. You wouldn't be scared. But me, I'm not a Gherkin fan, so he's quite scary. <laughs> so I'm going to take a star trip now. All right. Um, because this reminds me of a time, um, PS3 time, when I was about 16, 15, 17, I'm not sure. Um, and I don't know if you ever used it, because I don't know if you had a PS3 at this time. But did you ever use PlayStation Home? I did. Yeah, there was a PlayStation... There was a time where I used PlayStation Home when it was still alive. Like the online weird yes. service. So I... This is a weird thing, actually, because to be honest with you, if we were talking like video game applications that would be soothing, for some reason, I found PlayStation Home incredibly soothing because you could explore all these places. You could explore all these like beachside resorts. You could make your own little apartment and you always hear like birds in the background. And obviously, there's other people wandering around, which is a bit weird, but they always had different areas for different games. And they had a Loco Roco island. And I remember, like, I took my avatar there. And and it was, like, I think it was populated by Mew Mew and, like, Loco Roco and stuff. And, like, you could wear, like, Loco Roco clothing and walk around and just kind of be in that world. And I don't know why, but I wanted to mention it because it takes me back to happier times. And I miss <sighs> PlayStation Home. I Bring rem- it back. I remember this now. Like, I remember PlayStation Home. But I don't think I managed to spend as much time in it as you did. Because I think when I got it, it was kind of, like dying um by the time that i managed to get playstation 3 but i remember you sending me things and being like i'm in a wonderful loco roco land yeah because i didn't really have like really any like online friends at that point because this was really the beginning of playstation 3 and online wasn't really like a thing like it is now yeah you know the closest we'd ever done is playing like red dead together i think at some Mm -hmm. point maybe that was much later on um but it was like the closest that i'd ever come to like being in like an online multiplayer world almost a bit like um not, I don't want to say habit hotel, but those kind of things. It's like, like a virtual life, almost, yeah. but like not. Yeah, that's the kind yeah. of look it had, where you had your avatar who was like a mm. person. But like, I'm going to YouTube this later and just watch it and just bring me back. Because I don't know why, I just have all these happy memories of the local worker <laughs> island and PlayStation Home. And I just wanted to bring it up. It sounds pretty magical, to be fair. Take me back. I don't know if I ever saw it, but I definitely remember seeing like pictures that you'd sent me of it or something like I'm that. I'm going to post it on Twitter when this is all up. Amazing. And everyone can experience the relaxing time in Loco Roco Island. That sounds fantastic. On um, the wonderful dead land of PlayStation Home, because it doesn't exist anymore, because it's it, been cut off. No, they killed it. They murdered it. Yeah. Remember when all those things were popular, where it was like the Avatar stuff? Oh, yeah. now I'm reminiscing about early internet days. Anyway, um, the fact, I have one fact about Loco Roco. And that is the word loco roco comes from the reverse characters of the Japanese word uh, koro koro, which means round and rolling, which fits <laughs> the loco roco's distributes very well. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's it. That's my fact. Point <laughs> Sorry, fact. I feel like I totally just like got us off the topic of it entirely, and then you had to present your fact at the end, and there wasn't any momentum, and it was kind of just like, so they're just round and rolling. Just like, anticlimactic, and don't even know why she mentioned it, she just really wanted to talk about her round and rolling look of <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get this podcast back on track, and <laughs> I just want to talk about Habbo Hotel. Um, well, that's fine, we'll go on to my number two, to, yeah. to vamp us all up again. Take it away. My number two is a topical game, Ooh. one that we've also already spoken about, which is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Nice. Which you don't, you didn't have on your list? You didn't have Stardew or Animal Crossing? I don't have Stardew or Animal Crossing. I had other games I really wanted to mention, 
and we'd spoken about them enough. <laughs> to be fair, you probably knew deep down that I was going to be the basic bitch here and wasn't going to be like cool enough. I knew. To be fair, I just, I just haven't played. There's, there's, so, I have literally, I have like a list on my wish list on Nintendo Switch of soothing games that I want to own but don't that I would have probably put on this list if I'd played. So that's my excuse. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. But anyway, no, it's good. I, it is in my honorable mentions, and I did almost put both of those on my list. Yeah. But so, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I mean, if you don't know what it is, then I don't know where you've been living. It came out in 2020, this awful, terrible, terrible year, and it has been uh, a nice kind of escapism for a lot of us. I mm-hmm. think it's safe to say. Yeah. It was obviously published by Nintendo for the Nintendo Switch, and is the fifth main title in the Animal Crossing series. So. Although we've done an actual special on this, we don't really talk about what happens in the game. I don't think we really got to that. So we, Yeah, we talked about a lot, but I don't think we actually spoke about much about the game, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> so what happens is you basically assume the role of a customizable character who moves to a deserted island after purchasing a package from Tom Nook, a very hefty loan package, which you'll never really repay. Um, but apparently if you don't, he'll break, he'll break your knees. But I'm not at that point yet, fortunately. No, you can keep paying your stuff on time. Yeah. He, it, so basically, it takes place in real time. The player can explore the island in a non-linear fashion. And you so you gather, you craft, you fish, um, and you basically create a wonderful island of animals. Like a dollhouse has been explained, kind of, yeah. in some ways. It's like a nice little sort of village. You know, you don't have to be as mean as me and as harsh on the villagers that you want. Like, you know, I've still got three that I'm trying to kick out. Yeah, you're very particular about your villagers. I am, and I've now realised I think the only way that I'm going to get them out is just by smothering them. Not by killing them. I mean, <laughs> smothering them is in, like, giving them gifts, um, being really nice to them, talking to them every day, because that just seems to be the only way, because everyone that I love is, le- is trying to leave, yeah. but they can never leave. I'm having the same same issue. Yeah. Um, there's also decorating. You can decorate your house, the island. You can make your island look fabulous. And, um, yeah, there's a really good crafting system as well, so you can make loads of stuff. It's just adorable, and it's lovely, and it's been a lovely escapism. It's very soothing for the soul. It distracts you from, from the cruel world that we live in today. And there's lots of lovely animals. I think we, what we've established is we like anthropomorphic animals to soothe <laughs> yeah. us, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that seems to calm us down quite a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah, I just don't really have much more to say other than it's just really nice. It's, mm. the music is really calming. You're, you're basically living in an island retreat, which is, you know, is a lovely dream. Yeah, right now, especially. Yeah. And it's just nice to have little goals each day. Like, I love looking forward to turning on my Switch in the morning to find out that Isabel has to say nothing and nothing is new. <laughs> but, you know, I can go out there and I can find my one DIY that's washed up on the beach and I can check the shop for the turnip prices, which are always bad. Um, and I can, <laughs> I can play with my friends who don't really play it anymore because they're all done. Wow, this isn't soothing at all. You're just getting more and more angry. <laughs> By the end of this, you're just going to be screaming. No, it is really lovely and I love it. And once I get those villages off my island and I can start looking for some new ones, I'll be really happy. But no, I, st- I play every day. Um, yeah. It gives me something to look forward to and it, and it is really nice despite my complaints. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I still play it nearly every day, but it has reduced down to, like you said, I get on there, I find my fossils, I shake all my trees, I see what my turnip prices are, even though I stopped buying turnips like months ago. Um, <laughs> and then I wa- I check for like the thing that washed up on the beach. And those are like the four things that I do. And I feel good once I've done them. That's like my little routine. 
Yeah. It's quite funny because Steph got good turnip prizes the other day, as some of you would have seen on Twitter. Um, and I said to Steph, I said, look, once once we get to good turnip prices, you post that stuff on Twitter, ask people to follow us, and you'll get bombarded. It will be crazy. You have all these visitors coming to your, to your like, so DMs. Um, and you got like two or three people. Hey, <laughs> we were I like, the turnip market is dead. At least four, okay. Yeah, but, you're right. but it was not what we expected. So we think a lot of people have maybe fallen off. Um, I think so. Bit. I think the the craze has ended slightly. Uh, and, you know, because the people we were playing with have essentially said, like, well, I've completed everything. Like, yeah. I got all my upgrades. I caught all the fish that I could be bothered to catch and, and decorate my island as much as I was going to. So that's kind of it. I'm kind of done. And I think because I was a bit slow at doing all of those things, that's the reason I'm still playing is because I'm mm. just taking my sleep time. I've still got all my rooms and I've pretty much, I've done the museum now with the fossils. Obviously there's still um, bugs to catch and there's still fish to catch because that changes monthly. I'm still going, I'm still decorating. Um, I refuse to to stop. I'm going to keep going Good. till I die. That sounds lovely. Or until the next one comes out because now you know you're addicted. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be a while. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's very nice. I'd recommend anyone that, that has a Switch um, that needs something in their life like that, do it. Yeah, get it's definitely it. a good beginner game as well if you're not super into yeah, fast-paced things. I've been trying to get my mum to get it. I feel like she'd like it. Yeah, it's definitely a mum kind of game. Yeah. Which brings me to my fact that um, most people will know this if you're an Animal Crossing fan, but there is a wolf named Audi in the game who is thought to be, well, it's kind of confirmed, but not fully 100% confirmed, named after an elderly woman, um, a grandma, Animal Crossing's grandma, who logged uh, like 35,000 plus hours into Animal Crossing's New Leaf. Amazing. Um, because I think it was bought by her, like by her grandson, um, but she just like spent so much time on it, which reminded me of my nan, because my nan like still has like the Mega Drive and the PlayStation and stuff, and she mm. plays games all the time. So I think she'd love, she'd love a Switch. I should probably get her one to be honest i'm a failure um kind of but anyway yeah so but in the in the japanese version she's called monica so with like everyone's thinking that this is probably more on like the local team side for naming for naming her audi but it's kind of like what everyone believes is to be like a tribute to animal crossing grandma because i think that's her name i don't know no i don't know i don't know if it was her name but i know it's something to do with her like audrey or something close to that yeah maybe sorry my fact has fallen short i should have stopped while i was ahead fact queen (laughs) you'll lose that Um, crown another fact is um is isabel's name so apparently her name in japanese is shizu which i think is meant to come from the word shih tzu the dog breed because uh, that's what she seems to be yeah she looks a bit shitsy. yeah um and also to do with kk slider as well actually i didn't know this but apparently he's based off of a nintendo composer kazumi Taka, um and that's where he gets his name which i don't really understand uh i think it shortens <laughs> down to um i think they call him there was something i have read something about this before and it's like kazumi and then they shorten his last name down and it becomes K something. Uh, and that's okay. where it comes into like the two Ks, like KK. Um, there yeah. is, yeah, there's more to that, I think. I do remember. Again, my fact is not very good. I apologize. We'll let you off. Um, you're, uh, you're drugged. I know. Well, yeah, I've, I've got an infected tooth, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, as well, he apparently has, he's performed concerts as KK Slider. Um, he appears as a hologram on stage, oh which is freaking exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, that's an exciting fact. Um, my last fact is that a lot of celebrities have been playing Animal Crossing, yes. such as Elijah Wood. 
Oh. My love. Yeah. Brie Larson, Maisie Williams, and Chrissy Teigen have notably... Oh, wait, sorry. Danny Treju as well. Oh, Can't forget him. You forget him he was machete. left off this fact. When I found this fact, he was not on it. So I was very disappointed. But I'm adding him in. Yeah, so they've been showing their player activity on social media. And in Elijah Wood's case, visiting fans' islands for turnips, which was incredible. He's ha- He just seems like such a lovely person as well. Apparently he was yeah. very polite. Asked to pick he, just, fruit. he just wanted to sell his nips. Yeah. <laughs> um, this fact, I have to say, TV Tropes, got get got it completely wrong. It says that Wood set up his own online talk show, Dud Animal Talking. He did not incorrect website it was actually a man called gary witter who is an english screenwriter author game designer and video game journalist but he has had celebrities on there like elijah wood and danny treju to be on his talk show and it's on twitch and it's called animal talking so i'd recommend that if you want some nice relaxing weird like celebrity talk show vibes but in animal crossing (laughs) it's very entertaining and lovely it seems good i've i don't think i've properly like watched an episode yet but i've watched clips and it seems adorable It's very cool. Yeah, so that's that's my um, number two. That's Animal Crossing. Oh, we're getting on to number ones now. We are. Um, because nobody yelled about it last week about the new thing. Do we want to do our um, honourable mentions now? Again? Sure. I've only got one. Okay, <laughs> so, that's cool. You go first. Okay. Well, you've taken two of mine: Animal Crossing and uh, Stardew. Mm-hmm. Um, one of mine is a game called Proteus, which is a, like a weird walking simulator. It's very strange, and I don't remember anything happening. Therefore, it's very soothing. Um, <laughs> And um, I put Tetris in because I find Tetris quite soothing. You're an odd bean. I know. I, I think puzzles. It's like the only puzzle game that I could think of. The music in Tetris is not dun, soothing. Dun, 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 it gives me dun, flashbacks dun, dun. to a stressful childhood of trying to play Tetris and failing. I think, yeah, I think I just find it like soothing because it's just something I don't have to, th- uh, not that I don't have to think about, but I can just kind of not mm. think about after. I don't know. Just, I think I just get flashbacks of all the them all piling up, you know, like when they're all at the <laughs> top, and it makes brow, me feel brow. weird inside. Like yeah. the fact that you're, you know, you're imminently gonna lose, and all that's happening is the blocks are coming in, they're building, they're building, and you're just like, oh no, this is terrible. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. I don't know why I've picked it. I just find it quite soothing. Um, and my last one, really quick, is um, I've been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls Online, um, and I'm finding that quite soothing. Even though it's got quite a bit of like action and stuff, a lot of it is just running around talking to people. Um, as an online game, it kind of is. So I'm finding it quite relaxing to play. Nice. I'm going to add one in quickly that I've just thought of. Nice. Um, my first one is Broken Sword, the series in general. I'm not going to pinpoint a, a game. It's yeah. for me nice. a game that I tend to go to when I'm in stressful situations mm-hmm. in life or just wanting to have a play for a bit. I don't know if it's because like, I find it relaxing through nostalgia, but the music yeah. for me is very calming. George Stobart's voice is very calming. It just fills me with joy and warm feelings. So that's why Broken Sword is a soothing game for me. But that's more of a personal thing, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to put Sea of Thieves in there as well for soothing because I feel like Sailing yeah. the Seas is... Seas? The Sailing the Seas. <laughs> sailing the Seas is quite soothing. It is. I keep meaning to play this again uh, and I feel like we should play it together at some point. We should. We should try and stream it. We should. We've never done that. Oh my, we're doing it. Done. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. I think that's that's good. That's so, the honourable mentions. So that yeah. means we've built up some kind of suspense somehow dun, dun, by dun. doing that and revealing number ones. Um, so my number one is a game called uh, Gris or Grease. Oh, I literally added that to my wish list earlier because apparently it was a soothing game, yes. <laughs> which I didn't buy, but I want to. Yeah, again, I think this is a game I've mentioned before, but I've never actually spoken about it properly. 
Um, so this was released in 2018 by indie developers Nomada Studios, um, who I think are Spanish. Um, actually, yeah, they are Spanish. Um, this is a kind of, it's a platformer game, and it has some form of uh, adventure style elements in it. But it's one of the most like visually striking games I think I've ever played. It basically looks like you're in a watercolor illustration. Um, it's very beautiful. And they tie in the way that it looks quite a lot with um, what's going on in the game. And colour has a lot of meaning in the game. So it just all kind of builds into this very beautiful and nice kind of experience. I can't really... I don't really want to talk too much about what's going on in the game without... Because I don't want to spoil the game's general message. And it's quite hard to explain the plot because it's a little bit abstract. But... Um, the short kind of one that I got off Steam and things like that was that uh, Gris is a game about a hopeful young girl who's lost her voice and feels trapped in her own world um, and is being left to deal with a painful experience in her life. So it sounds a bit depressing, um, but it's definitely an uplifting kind of experience. You start yeah. in a very crumbled grey world and you slowly go through and collect these stars, which are kind of half explained, half not really, that give you powers. And eventually you kind of do these areas and levels and gain color back. And that kind of builds into a to a thing. I think the nice thing about this is um, that it manages to explore emotions and feelings without overly hitting you in the face with them. It's very subtle in the way that it does a lot of its messaging but it makes it like kind of more powerful so like what i kind of mean is just like there are some games where you play them like i think life of strange is great it gives so much emotion but it's it's because you're kind of watching characters kind of play out uh situations and stuff like that and it's quite obvious like that you're watching some people go through some difficult stuff and it does like it very well yeah it's like almost like a bit of an escapism as well because or almost like watching and sort of seeing and going through that video game kind of like often helps you. Like I find that of Life of Strange. Life of Strange is actually quite soothing for me because I think it allows me to step foot in someone else's life for a bit. And uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think this uh, game kind of does the same thing, but it does it in a more subtle way that lets you kind of um, basically put your own feelings onto it. Like you can kind of interpret a lot of it. Like there's lots and lots of different articles that I was reading today about people trying to think about what they were trying to do with the game and what emotions and what things they were trying to portray. And I think a lot of people can come up with a lot of different things, which is kind of nice. It's sometimes what you want, like it's it kind of feels like a nice way to deal and help you through dealing with various different things you could yeah. deal with. Um, what I think makes it really powerful is the music. The music in this game is really lovely. Uh, it's very powerful. It's very cool. Um, it's by composer The Berlinist. Or Berlinist. Um, it's one of those things, I think if we ever do a soundtrack um, episode, it will definitely be high up on my list. This soundtrack, it's really nice. Um, and it comes across especially well in the game as well. It just fits with what's going on and uh, kind of fits in with the story as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, like, again, I can't really talk too much about it, but it's just very beautiful in the messaging and its look and the music um, and everything. It's won lots of awards. Um, I can't remember exactly what it won, but it won or got nominated for, like, everything. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. 
I don't really have, again, I don't really have any facts to go with this game. Uh, I found a couple. Uh, one really obvious one that was the name Gris means grey in Spanish and French, I think. Right, Definitely in makes Spanish. Sense. Yeah, and that kind of ties into the stuff going on in the game. And I found this one on um, this this fact on Reddit, so I don't know how true it is. But her um, her dress, the, the main character in the game wears this cool kind of black floaty dress. Um, but apparently that went through multiple designs where some had patterns and some had colours and one apparently even played with the idea of using the four colours that you um, have in the game appear on your dress as you collect the colours. So that was kind of cool. But um, they just went with the black and it kind of works. So Awesome. Um, yeah, that's kind of it for my number one. Short and sweet, but it's a very lovely game and I recommend people check it out for sure. Well, I like your list because... It's already confirmed games that I wanted, and I have more games that I want to play that to soothe myself. That well, sounded weird. Soothe my soul, soothe not myself. That soul. I mean both. <laughs> Do both, and you'll feel amazing. Cool. Good pick. So What's we're on to my number, number one? one. Yeah. My number one is Coffee Talk. Uh, I've wanted to play this game so badly. Yes. I got it um, as a present to myself because I was working away and I was quite stressed by this and and like the evenings especially like I was quite stressed I was like I need a game that's like not much effort that I can obviously take with me and um, and it's it's done exactly what I wanted it to it's been really it's been really good so to sort of give a bit of a background um, Coffee Talk is a visual novel type game it's developed by an Indonesian studio which I did not know um, which cool. I thought was very cool, called um, Togi Productions, and was released in January 2020, um, the year that we needed it, just like Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, it basically follows uh, a barista. You are the barista, and you're the owner and the sole employee of Coffee Talk, which is a, a, basically a coffee shop, which is located in Seattle, Washington, in a fantasy version of the real world, populated yeah. by different races, like... Uh, elves orcs mermaids there's an alien i think um lots of things and they kind of serve as your your patrons basically and they come in and they sort of talk about what's going on in their lives what's going on in their day and sometimes they meet up with friends there and you just talk to them and you basically just discuss life with them and how things are going for them and it's honestly the cutest and most quaint game i've ever played and i love it and the fact that it's indonesian as well makes me really happy because um i've probably spoken about it before but i lived in indonesia for like six months and i can confirm that their coffee is amazing and i sat in a many coffee shop and i loved it a lot and it brings me back now you're just having just having yeah i didn't know though like i would have never known no um but it's it's such a good game and I think it's not for everyone because it does consist basically of just reading dialogue. There isn't too much of like a game aspect. Not in like, I don't mean that in like a, a demeaning way. It's no, just. But that is the game. It's more like an experience yeah, kind of thing than a exactly. intense play this kind yeah. of thing. There is a little bit of a mini game, which is um, you basically, you brew the drinks for them. And so there is a little bit of a challenge there sometimes. I fucked up a couple of times where you've got to make them a drink. Um, And they say like, oh, I want like tea with ginger and make it sweet. And I've actually put the ingredients on the wrong way. And they're like, ew, this is gross. Um, And then, so that's not gone my way. And also you can create like latte art. 
um yeah, and cool. so, if something's got milk on top of it you can create art um i'm sure a lot of people make really nice art <laughs> it's really hard and i make <laughs> abominations and i like i think the first time i did it, i was trying to be funny and i drew like a, a penis uh, and i gave it to them they're like oh this is lovely and i'm like oh no i feel <laughs> bad to myself <laughs> Um, but apparently the drinks that you make can have a, an effect on the events of the game's plot um, and it kind of serves as your little way of sort of interacting. You also have a phone, so you have like your recipes that you're learning over time because um, some of them you can just make up. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, just give me whatever and you can kind of be like, hey, 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 let's, let's put all this weird shit together and give it to you. Um, but it kind of acts as your way to communicate and you have something like a, it's almost like a Facebook type thing. Um, on the side as well so people that come in you can kind of like the more you get to know them you you learn more about them on their little Facebook things and it's just fun because you follow their lives and and I think what I was saying earlier like when you mentioned about the other game stepping into someone else's shoes this is what I like it's like a nice escapism like I'm sick of talking about my day it's nice to just go in and just hear about someone else's day and kind of like go along with their dramas and what's going on in their lives. It's it's just a lovely escapism. And I think when it first came out, someone described it as like a perfect, like rainy day, cozy game. And mm. that's what I would probably describe it as. Nice. Yeah, I think you, I think people kind of overlook sometimes dialogue and game as being something that, that can really, uh, I guess, change your experience and put a lot into it. Like you said, like, sitting and listening to a story or listening to somebody's tale unfold a little bit in a video game is such a like sometimes nice experience or interesting thing or exciting thing to happen that I think Mm. you just don't really think about it because you just think of the game itself but like this where it's literally that is the game kind of makes you concentrate on it a bit more and it really works, I think, because this coffee shop is kind of a coffee shop that's designed, well, they've, they've done it so it's designed to be open late at night and it's always raining outside and you can always hear like the pitter-patter of rain and you have like lo-fi yeah. beats on in the background and like it's just, it's something about it is just like so nice. And yeah, because it's designed to be that way, it just works and it's provided me with a lot of comfort at this in this stressful times. Yeah. So I'd, I'd really recommend it. Yeah, it's one of those games where I've been recommended and it's like Night in the Woods where I'm on the cusp of I really need to play it um, and I just haven't got it yet. Yeah. I don't really have any facts. The only facts I've got is about the developer's studio. So I think they're quite a, a small studio. Um, but apparently... Um, so the studio was set up by Chris Antoni and Sudama then. They established Tokyo Productions in early 2009 in a small garage they started their game development journey by making flash games which i thought was quite cool um so obviously they started from sort of small beginnings which makes sense with the word togi um because apparently it means bean sprout in indonesian and um because obviously bean sprouts can adapt and grow in various environments and they're small but one day they can become large trees that bring life to the environment so i thought that um that togi productions has an adorable name and they're a good company and i hope they keep making good stuff because i enjoyed coffee talk a lot well i am still enjoying i haven't finished it yet nice yeah, that's my number yeah. one. Hmm? That's my number one. I think we're soothed. I think we are. I'm very relaxed and I'm ready to go and play a lot of these games and be in, I think, the most zen state I've ever been in. Yeah. We hope that we have also provided you with zen or ways to get zen. <laughs> yeah, just taking, taking some moment to just have some peace. Yep. Escapism or, you know, some creepy owls, a penguin that goes on a hike. If these... <laughs> Finding out people's names were supposed to be Jack. 
Josh. Josh. Damn it. <laughs> and uh, and anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, apparently that soothes us. It might soothe you yeah. as well. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, this cool. has been lovely. This has been a very l- nice and calming list. Yes. I've had a I'm good time. For some sleep. Yeah. Because I'm very ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we need to put you to bed. The drugs are getting to Nikki and I just need to go and uh, not be at a computer. I've realised, actually, that um, I've given myself a weird dent in one of my thighs because I always sit cross-legged on my chair. That's and worrying. I've been sitting on the same chair for a few months now and I've go got do a dent. some stretches. Honestly, I, I walk around and it doesn't go away. It's a weird dent I've given myself in the leg. Maybe you should go to the doctor's. Maybe. You'll be fine. On that note. <laughs> I'll go to... Nick, go to bed. I'll go to the doctor's. And we will speak to you all next time. I mean, next we time. have to do some socials first oh, before shit. we leave. <laughs> Every time. I was so zen. She's that I zen. Just, I was just forgetting. <laughs> well. So... Um, you can, we have a website, gametill5.com. Yep. Get everything on there. Follow our Twitter, Instagram if you're not already, gametill5. Uh, everything's just gametill5. We have a Patreon, check that out as well if you want more, some more stuff from us. And, um, that's it really, isn't it? Yeah, we don't really do much else. We do some streaming. Um, Nikki's been doing The Forest. She just finished, but you can catch up on it those. Is. They've been very yes. fun. I think that's all on my Twitch. Steph's doing some sim streaming. That's very entertaining. She's killing lots of people. Yeah, murder and babies. That's the plan over there. But uh, not, not. She's not murdering babies. She's just murder oh, no. and babies. Murder and babies. Have babies, murder husbands. Yeah, and also don't forget to check out Not for Girls podcast. Yes, do it. Cool. All right then. Well, good night. Good evening. Good morning, everyone. And I'm off to bed. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.